When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is a big announcement Thursday on the CHGO Bears podcast. Royalty coming up on the show. Brad Spielberger, who knows more about the salary cap and everything that the Bears are going to do to win a Super Bowl for years and years and years from Pro Football Focus is coming up in a matter of moments. But we do have something that is of interest to you. And if honestly, if I do not see you there, I'm going to be very upset. There it is. If you're watching on YouTube, the CHGO Kickoff Classic, Friday, August the 25th, 9 a.m., a shotgun start. And that's right. If you look at the fine print there, that does, that does say Cog Hill Golf Course number two. This is going to be an amazing event. I'm going to shoot 78 or 178. On first, yeah, in the first nine. Can anybody golf around here, actually? Is anybody any good? Kevin Kata can golf? The best. the best? I am so bad. Jake Flanagan says no. Corey Wooten is going to be there. The the Woot will be. Woot actually has his own golf uh, like organization, mm-hmm. so I'd expect Woot can play. Yep. Adam Hogue, who's not on the show today, is a golfer. Not necessarily a good golfer. Adam Hogue golfs. will only be there if we get 100 likes today, right, Brian? Yeah, Adam Hogue will be there for 200 likes. We got over 300 <laughs> hey. uh, for yesterday's show, so I'll set the bar at 200 for Hogue at the Cog Hill so Classic. It's August 25th. Let me restate everything. August 25th at Cog Hill, course number two of the ravines. Can't believe they're going to allow me on Cog Hill. It's kind of a well, big it, deal. It's not dubs, though. It's not dubs dread. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. But so, that, whatever. But no, it's good. We yeah. don't need to be getting just destroyed by dubs dread. I mean, I didn't even know that whatever you just course. I've heard they, of that oh, course. Oh, come on. Where they played the Western Open and then the BMW. Long come time on. ago. Tiger Woods walking up the 18th, me following along. Did you really? Yeah. That f- iconic photo in SI. I was just off to the We're side. We're going to be didn't there. That's amazing. Exciting. So here, the, let me just tell you what your entry fee includes. 18 holes with a cart. You get an exclusive pins and aces tee uh, gift for every player. So you're going to be locked in with some pins and aces. Their, quali- their gear is awesome. You get access to the limited edition pins and aces uh, CHGO polo. So you have access to that. You're, there's going to be a bunch of hole contests. There's giveaways, prizes, contest holes, winning teams. And there's a last place trophy, which Braggs is probably gunning for. <laughs> oh, no, that's me. Lunch, drinks. Ceremony after the round. I don't know who's hosting that, but I want to throw my hat in the ring. Um, <laughs> there we go. The, who, say again? 
Shenanigans. All right, that's amazing. Um, hey, Farmer, what's that place? So, you know, <laughs> friendly competition for, for those who just want to hang up. Um, and when you sign up to do this, because I know you want to sign up, we're having a little competition in-house here. So, yeah, this is huge. Sign up for your, with your favorite show. Competition. And if you don't say CHGO Bears, Nicholas well, Moriano probably. will leave Bears Fit and the... And the uh, yes. I was there at 5 a.m. today. And everything that you're lifting and, and come and find you because you're the no, enforcer on the show. If CHGO Bears isn't the, the leader in the clubhouse for entries, no Bears season this year. You can forget it. No oh, Bears season? There it Wait, is. Uh, for the show or for the Just team? The, no, team. the team. Oh, they're going to the fold the team for the, the whole year. thing. All done. Okay, there you go. That's your final threat of the day. <laughs> so you know who to put so down the in hog there threat. for the referral. So, so let me Season threat. Your boy Boogie, All Day, Mubs, <laughs> Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, you got to show up. Joseph, Ray, come on. Kari Blasting Game, if you're not there, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, what's the point if Kari Blasting Game's not there? No, this is exciting. I My wife was on the golf team for four years, so she's the, the golfer oh, wow. in our family. I, I did live, like, I lived in Lakes of the Four Seasons. That's where I grew up in Winfield, Indiana, and I lived on the 15th hole, so I was always out there. I got I got a decent chip game. I got some power. My putt game isn't that strong though. Well, so, Braggs, you know, you, it's you, not your you fault. drive for show, you putt for dough, Braggs. So. Right, exactly. So I can't make that money. It, it, it's, That's it's, why I'm not a golfer. And not, I'm here talking to you guys. It's not <laughs> your fault. You have limited athletic ability, and you're doing the best you can. Listen here, Marcus. We yes, let's Greg? just focus on the golfing at hand. <laughs> Are you a good golfer? No. All no, right, then but maybe, I, but maybe we'll have a little friendly I will be the worst one there. I, no doubt about it. I will be the oh, worst golfer there. I'm always I, good for I, like I the first I can do everything se- else but this. I'm good for like the first seven holes, and then I start to, you know, everything starts to slice and go oh. into the woods, and then I need okay. like 18 balls to make it through 18 holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The standard, the standard hack. Nick, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want to lose focus on the golf thing, but – Three days after this event is the softball championship, if we make it to that, assuming there mm-hmm. are no rainouts. So I just don't want you to be focused too much on getting good at golf for the 25th versus what you're going to do on the softball diamond on, on the 28th when, That's we, a good point. when we take down whoever meets us in the championship game. All right. Uh, Brad Spielberger is, is coming up here. Yeah. And Which is perfect because yesterday, you know, I talked to Verderam, giving us the free agency scoop. Now you talk to Spielberger to understand the money side of it. Well, and the Bears are sitting here with 32-some-odd million dollars in cap space left for this year, and then you look out to next year, and they're sitting there third in the NFL with $95.5 million, and this is why it's going to be good to have Brad on so we can explain how best to use this stuff <laughs> when you consider the extensions that they may or may not be giving. They actually, you know, they push this all the way out if you go all the way out to 2025, they've got $174 million, which is the fifth most in the NFL. So they actually do have some guys under contract later than, than the Patriots, the Bengals, and the Lions, interestingly enough. And then if you go all the way out to 26, the Bears drop behind with available cap space, which is huge. Um, 200, I mean, obviously, huge amount of money available. But, they're, but teams that have spent more or spent less heading forward <laughs> include the Vikings, and the Jets, and the Panthers, and the Patriots, and the Cowboys, as I'm sitting here diving into everything I want to talk to about Brad Spielberg. I am putting on, with all due respect to everybody who lives in this world, I am putting on my nerd hat today. The nerd hat is on, and I am going deep into the, into the cap, Brags. I like it. I like it. I mean, I'm not a nerd. 
I'm a giant meatball. Do you? I mean, I, I honestly, a giant when, meatball. when I go into this stuff, do you? Do you guys feel like you're in science class when you go into the cap stuff? It's a whole different realm, to be completely honest. Like, it's still things that that's why we're, we're bringing on Brad to get a better understanding of what exactly is going on here. Because if you go deep into the weeds of this stuff, like, well, and, and, and the big the big question where we need Brad's expertise is like, okay, let's say Justin Fields has the season that everybody, Renetta, your boy Boogie, Joseph, everybody in here wants him to have. All Bears fans everywhere. Well, at some point, you're going to be signing him to an enormous contract, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're the Bears, you hope it's after this season because more than likely, Justin wouldn't take a contract, right? He's going to want to bet. Like, because if, if the Bears can get it done at the end of this season, they're going to try to get, a, you know, a, a deal that's friendlier to them. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be lucrative. But if you're Justin, wouldn't you want to wait? Depending on what the season is, of course. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to put the old cart before the Fields contract horse here, if you will. I don't think, you know, if we had to bet right now, will Fields have, even if he plays great, will he have his contract extension after this year? I think we'd all bet against I mean, that. what, like if you win MVP, you know, right? Sure, go all the way. Well, I mean, just doing the most extreme hypothetical, right? Yeah. The Bears. Because, like, in the realistic range, which is where you always try to keep me, and then I just wrestle my way out of it. <laughs> well, but if he has, you know, a step forward year, but he hasn't reached his full potential, the Bears would say, okay, we're going to give you this extension, but Fields is like, no, I'm worth this. I'm worth Lamar Jackson money. I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, but Justin, is, again, we are way out ahead of ourselves, but I don't think Justin is a guy that's going to be holding out for every last dollar. I think he's a guy that wants to prove that he can win. I think he's a guy that... Well, it's to prove that How do you go it. from yesterday telling me this is a business, Greg? They, they, I that's was the different. one saying that's this different. yesterday that that's, guys no, no, want to no, no, win. No. That, that's, that's totally different. I'm talking about dudes that are sitting out there as free agents right now going to an organization that they don't know. Fields is a guy that's, that is here that you would be negotiating when he can't be a free agent. That's different. I don't think he's going to be holding out for every last dollar at that point if the Bears want to go down the road of signing him if he has a great year. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe he will. Every last And set. then on conversely, on the other side, quickly, the you then would the Bears just prefer to tag him, right? Right, sure. That's the, Unlikely that's how it'll go. Uh, I did... You think, you, think, you, think, you think Fields is an every last dollar guy, Nick? Don't you... He loves he loves wearing that Bears uniform. He Bears have put him through a lot here these first they three have. years of making him go through the ringer of being on with Matt Nagy almost getting him killed, and then a you know a bad roster almost getting him killed last year. I mean he's you know and that takes that takes a hit on his production on what he can say at the negotiating table. So I'm sure he feels much differently about who he is as a player than what the stats have shown so of far. Of course, of course. And 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 for the record, somebody wrote a great article about that at allchgo.com and you should check it out. <laughs> First article that guy's written in a minute, but you know, you should read whatever Carm writes. Go read Mark's stuff. All right, let's bring uh yeah, we're good. Let's bring our guy Brad Spielberger, salary cap guru, pro football focus. He contributes to overthecap.com as well. He's really just our leader uh, in all things that intelligent. He's a rock star. He's yes. Brad, good to see you. Thanks for being with us today. Yes, it's fine, man. So, Brad, 32 million some odd dollars the Bears have. They haven't done any extensions. They haven't signed any edge rushers. 
Uh, let's just talk about the extensions to start here. If you're the Bears right now, considering their cap space this year and going into next year, are you prioritizing getting a guy like Cole Komet under contract? And, and if you are, you know, what's the creative way that you would do it that makes the most sense? It should be. I think him and Darnell Mooney are guys you're probably talking to right now. I know for Mooney, they wanted to see if he was healthy. Looks like he is. Looks like he's gotten uh, added some mass this offseason as well. Um, I'm doing the same thing that they did in free agency, which is you look at the deals for Tremaine Edmonds and Nate Davis and, and these players, they didn't push a bunch of cap down the road. They didn't create contract structures that looked like the Khalil Mack contract and others the Bears had in the past. They kept it flat, and that way when a payment does come due, maybe on a Justin Fields or on, you know, and a truly elite player, you're not hamstrung at all. You still maintain that flexibility in the short and long term. Could Just to follow up with that real quick, could they have structured it with Tremaine, who you brought up? Like, we're going to pay you a lot the first year, and we're going to pay you a lot the second year. But down the line, when Justin's coming, we're, you're going to get a lot less. Could they have done that if they wanted to? So the cash is pretty much the same, but what they did was instead of giving him a big signing bonus that would have spread it over the whole deal, there's a really big roster bonus in the first two years of the deal, which of course all hits the cap in that season. So he's making a lot of cash in the first three years of the deal, right up there at the top of the market with the other guys at the position. But the difference is, let's say you want to move on in year four, there will be almost no you know dead cap penalty associated with that move like they had for a lot of players in the past. Yeah, I, I love that. And if you're Cole Komet, don't you aren't are you a little worried about now? I mean, last year he was one of the premier targets. There wasn't many for Justin Fields. Now DJ Moore enters the fold. Chase Claypool full year under his belt. They bring in Robert Tunyon at the tight end position. I mean, if you're Cole Komet, how nervous are you about quote unquote betting on yourself instead of just taking a deal now and risking what his production will be this season? It's a great point. It is great leverage the Bears have created for themselves, even like a guy like a Tunyon, right? He just didn't even have, you know, uh, competition from a pass-catching tight end. He obviously was, you know, a ton of targets in the red zone. He was efficient down there uh, and made the most of those opportunities. Obviously had a couple, you know, acrobatic catches as well. But you also look at free agency and say, do you think you're better than Dalton Schultz or more productive than Dalton Schultz has been through his rookie deal? The answer is probably no. And he got a one-year $7 million flyer with the Houston Texans. So, I think if Chicago approaches him with a fair offer, say four years, 50 million, something like that, um, I, I think he, he, I might say it's crazy to turn it down, but it's a big risk to not take a deal like that. Brad, when you look at what Ryan Pulse has done this offseason and you compare it to his first year with the Bears, obviously a lot different given the resources he had in year two. What stands out? What stands out about some of the moves he's made, the transactions that have been made for the Bears to put themselves in the position they are today? You know, I still think at the end of the day, he wants to be a draft and develop franchise and wants to stick to that. And it's obviously hard when you have very little talent to speak of. You have all this money and there's this pressure to spend a ton. Yes, Tremaine Edmonds deal was near top of the market his position, but pretty much everyone else is how you should approach free agency and what he said he was going to do, which is you add mid-tier veterans, maybe fill out some depth, add some rotational players. And yeah, it's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's not the most exciting thing in the 
world. But as much as we want them to add an edge rusher or, or whatever the case may be, more often than not, you spend a bunch of money there because of the position. And that guy is not really as good as his contract dictates. So it's saving money for hopefully his draft picks turning into elite players. And you have that earmarked for if we add an edge rusher, let's say next year with Carolina's pick or our own pick, like, you know, I know it's very far down the line, but save your big, big money for homegrown talent. And and that I think is a sustainable way to win in this league. Hit the like button. If you're enjoying Brad on the show, if you don't do it, we're going to find you um, <laughs> and, and hunt you down. Uh, Brad, would you have given Tremaine Edmonds the contract the Bears gave him for an off-the-ball linebacker? It, look, it's a lot of money. Uh, I do think the timing was was solid in that I think if the Bills were in a different position, you know, financially, they're the second most cash spending this year. Obviously, you have a ton of big deals. I think they probably would have liked to keep them or maybe even franchise tag them. So, you know, sometimes I'll say a guy reaching free agency, especially a first-round pick talent, like there's almost a red flag. I think you can argue less so here. Um, and then look, he's 25 years old. He obviously fits the spot, six foot five, can run the alley, can do a lot of the things you want out of your your linebackers in this system is it a lot of money yes is it betting on some potential and projection yes but also i mean he was a top five coverage graded linebacker for us last year i think you're just buying a guy that came in so young and the game is finally finally slowing down for him and hopefully you take advantage and it's and correct me if i'm wrong it's a front-loaded contract right so they you know they have a lot of money here these next couple years but it's not necessarily a contract that's going to you know, keep them held down long term. Yeah, no, not, not at all. It, it's a deal where you, like I said, you if you want to get out of it for three years, you certainly could. Um, it, it's not so big that it's going to prevent other moves. They still have, you know, the most cap space in the NFL, the second most over the next three seasons combined. They obviously now have these draft picks. It, it all ties together too, right, where you have these premium draft picks where hopefully you add really good football players that are going to make less than their actually their production is worth over the first couple of years of their deal. Um, yeah, it does, doesn't limit their flexibility at all. Just adds a really good football player brad i was listening to you on the athletic football show you and robert mays did an amazing job uh what you mentioned on there were some external factors that are not necessarily under the salary cap that could impact like maybe potential players to sign with a team maybe it's facility the team culture whatever it may be is that something that is now becoming more popular and if so do does the bears organization fit some of the criteria that you know you're seeing maybe from the buffalo bills minnesota vikings where they've gotten some i would say team friendly deals I think the first thing, you know, is that, look, you mentioned Minneapolis, Minnesota and, and Buffalo, New York. And so there was almost maybe more of a necessity there of we're trying to convince, you know, 25 year old millionaires to move to, you know, cold weather places that aren't maybe the most exciting. I think we as Bears fans kind of associate, oh, everyone's going to want to come to Chicago. It's, it's, an, it's an awesome market. It's a passionate fan base. It's a storied franchise, all these things. But you can rest on your laurels a bit. I mean, obviously, Hallis Hall is now, it appears to be first rate, but that's, what, five years old? So I think that was working against them. And the NFLPA report card that came out around combine time, I think it was very insightful of, you know, how to travel for player families or how are the family seats in the game. Like, all these little things, they matter. And I think Ryan Poles and, and bringing in Kevin Warren, for me, is kind of the signal. I think he recognizes how valuable that is and that it can have downstream effects and more positive kind of, you know, things that happen as a result. I think they're going to continue to invest a lot in that area. Do any of the free agents out there right now intrigue you for the Bears, Brad, considering what, what salary cap number they're going to be coming in at? 
Yeah, I mean, they intrigue me in that they're good football players that would make an impact. But I, I don't think anyone left is like a, you know, is going to change the win-loss column in 2023 by a by a significant margin. Look, I think Yannick Ngakwe is probably the name we're hearing the most right now. He is a very good, you know, pass rusher. And I think he would fit where you have good early down pieces now. And maybe he all, not only comes in, but obviously his role is predicated on just getting after the quarterback and not worrying about much else, which has kind of been his approach to football uh, anyway the last couple of years so yeah he's intriguing but you know if he's asking for you know two years 20 million or, or maybe a little bit more than that you could certainly argue he might not live up to that but anyway long answer short yes i think adding a pass rusher would be nice um but but it's a pretty short list or two <laughs> when we were talking about verderam he, he thinks we, the bears should get two and i wouldn't fight it uh going back to darnell mooney you mentioned that he uh, is somebody that's probably in contract negotiations right now. Sport track had him adjusted at potentially making like 15 million a year. Where do you see his value? Because, you know, you say he looks healthy and yeah, he certainly looks ripped. We all saw the pictures, you know, he's obviously putting the work in, but I think it's his legs and his feet are what we're more concerned about what he, how he's going to be able to bounce back from injury. Like, what would be a fair deal that he could take before a season where the Bears still got to see something, you know, to, to trust that he can live up to the contract? For him, you guys were mentioning top of the show about, you know, Fields' numbers maybe being suppressed a little bit because of the circumstances and the situation. And I think that applies to Darnell Mooney, you know, more than anyone, right? I mean, he does have a couple good seasons under his belt. Obviously, the, what, 2021, his best year. But if you just map his production to, like, an average passing offense, and again, that's not a very clean analysis, but, but nevertheless, like, I think he's better maybe than some people perceive him as. The interesting thing here for me is the mid-market at receiver. Look, he's not a top and receiver in the NFL. Um, I think he thinks he is, and I, I, it's awesome that he does. But that second tier kind of got hurt this offseason. The guys like your Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schusters, maybe bad examples. But nevertheless, 15 for me would be too low. If I'm him, I'm not taking 15. I, I think 17 for me is where I start to consider it. Wow. Um, let's say, you know, a three-year, maybe four-year deal. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, he, he obviously – DJ Moore is now in the full. They trade for Chase Claypool. But – He'd be the best free agent wide receiver on the market if he hit it next offseason. Brett, I got, I got one last question for you. Um, you had an awesome article, the NFL salary cap, three-year analysis for all 32 teams. Um, really in-depth article displaying where each team ranks in overall cap health. And the Bears came in at fourth on there. And then there was actually a run on NFC North teams. You had the, uh, the Lions at five, the Vikings at six, and then the Packers all the way at 22. When you look at where the Bears finished with fourth, Anything that kind of stands out and how they kind of structure their contract, how, how they got to be in the position that they were with being the, the fourth best um, cap, cap health. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just being aggressive. They didn't tank last year, but they, they aggressively kind of stripped down the roster, you know, trading away Roquan Smith, trading away Robert Quinn to get the extra draft capital because that is one of the five categories there. And I think two years ago when I did it, they may have been 31st or 32nd in just active draft capital, which is simply just, um, you know, players on rookie deals, and then you adjust for what pick they were, right? So the first overall pick is obviously worth more than the last pick in the draft. And now I want to say they're top 10 in that metric i think that's the biggest thing but but yeah from a you know financial health standpoint they, they are you know kind of in a category of their own them and the patriots um where like i said i mean you can't make bad decisions you can't throw money around willy-nilly but they, they shouldn't really be out of a deal they like unless they choose to and i commend them this offseason 
I'm sure they were interested in Mike McGlinchey, Draymond Jones, insert name here, but just thought, you know, at this price point, I don't think it's worth it. And, and we'll, you know, we're not going to win overnight. And I think the patience is going to pay off. Renetta, Super Chat, $5 for you. Pain to see you, Brad. Shout out to Brad from us diehards for being on here. This is awesome from the cap perspective. Uh, and that is, I mean, thanks for that. Is, is just the, the queen of the world. All right. Uh, and then the comment before that from Money Man, I just think it's, you know, I would pay Mooney 17 plus before I'd pay Komet 12, 13. Brad, you, you, you agree with that? You're shaking your head yes. I do. I agree with it. I think Cole Komet's a fine football player. I think he is, you know, good in all facets of football. And we have seen some guys that are kind of more blockers get paid a decent chunk because I think it does add an element to your offense, especially in today's game, especially in this system under Luke Getze. Like, I think that matters. Whereas, you know, if his style of football player was at a different club, maybe it wouldn't have as much of an impact. But yeah, I would rather worry about getting a legit number two receiver. You had DJ Moore on a good value deal because obviously you just inherit what already got paid out by the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'd want to lock in a number two receiver. I think he is, you know, one of Justin Fields' like best friends at this point. And again, you can't let that dictate the entire decision, but it does matter. And I think he would, you know, maybe take what he views as a hometown discount so he can keep playing with a good friend of his and try to build this thing back up. Can we just have a moment of just living in reality? Can you imagine if you were 25 years old and somebody's offering you, you know, I'll give you a 45 million guarantee to play for the Bears for the next three. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I need 49. Like, how, I, I just can't even, like, wrap my heads around, like, having that level of agree. option. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, we, we just play these games because great. this is it. Because, <laughs> but it's like it's amazing. Your life is set. You can buy anything you want. You can go on any vacation. You can drive the sweetest car. You can live in an amazing house. No, no, no. I need forty. I don't. I just, it's just an amazing world we live in. <laughs> so, Brad, it sounds like you basically answered this question with your comment about Fields and Mooney being so close. But I'll, I'll ask you this: If Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney have the same year production-wise. You know, they do it in different ways, but same year. If you're the Bears, who are you <laughs> signing to a long a long term deal? A Chase life or Darnell Mooney? You go right back to whatever you're doing. That's amazing. I- I'm actually with Bragg. Answer that question, Brad. Question. Stick with stick with Bragg's. <laughs> actually a phenomenal hypothetical i mean i think you would to a degree you know and again you shouldn't let this control your decision but you'd say well we gave up the 32nd overall pick to get this guy are we now going to let him walk um but i think there you'd probably still just go mooney the homegrown guy i think he adds an element that's more different than dj Moore. not that claypool and Moore are very similar but um you know speed shiftiness that i just don't think those guys bring to the table um And then, you know, I just think he might be the hardest working guy on the entire roster and and they'll tell you that. And those things matter, Um, you know, so so I would go that route and just hope to get a nice compensatory pick for whoever signs Chase Claypool. Right, because Ryan Pohl is going to take a little heat for trading what ended up being the 32nd pick in the draft for Chase. So they have an investment personally in him more than they do with Mooney, who came before Pohl's was here. They do. And optics matter and all those things do matter. I I think the smarter teams, though, and again, there's no guarantee you get the comp pick for Claypool, but smart teams have realized. I mean, like the first example I can think of right now is the Eagles back in 2018, I want to say they trade a fourth round pick to go get Golden Tate. 
And everyone's like, okay, they're going to extend him in the offseason. No, they just let him walk. They got a fourth-round compensatory pick, and they basically said, all right, we, like, moved back 30 picks, you know, in, in a round. Like, you can view it that way and say, okay, no, we didn't give up a second-round pick for a season and a half of Chase Claypool. We did a pick swap of the 32nd pick for the 95th pick. Um, still not great. Uh, but but you, you, you want to start viewing things in that, like, 30,000-foot view. All right, two, two quick ones, and then we got some uh, questions that came in for you, Brad, off of our Discord, our diehards who want to get at you. Uh, one, we haven't mentioned Jalen Johnson. Uh, I mean, I don't know where he falls in your rankings for extending him, but I don't know. Number that's one corner. That's actually one of the questions. Oh, it is? Okay. Wanna, we we can just bring that up because that'll work. Here that's we go. cool. Cool. Then, all right, Gary, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to mine on the back end then. So here's Gary Ross. Uh, Gary's awesome. Thank you. What, what does he think Jalen Johnson's contract is worth? Uh what does he see a contract for Yannick or Justin Houston looking like? There we go. Double-barreled question from Gary. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in with the Jalen Johnson one first. Uh, I mean, I think his situation is fascinating. I think he has the, the talent to be a number one corner on an NFL team. But I think for him, you just look at some of the recent deals signed. I mean, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean in Tampa – a lot of guys recently that is signed in this like 12 to 14 million per year range. And I think I would make that offer to him this off season. I, again, I'm just not sure like he's a guy where I think maybe he's more willing to bet on himself, be healthy for a full year, play on a, a better defense. It's obviously still not a great defense, but I think it should be better than last year. Um, and, and, and so I think the reason why I find that one, the hardest to believe it gets done is that I just think there's going to be a disconnect and like how much projection are we willing to put into this and just the market like there, there hasn't been a strong market in free agency guys like Rocky Sin guys like Byron Murphy everyone's buzzing about him coming into the offseason and then they get like seven and nine million dollars a year um, it's just like there's not I don't think Johnson has a ton of leverage working in his favor so anyway long answer I would I would do it I'm just not sure he would accept it for the second point I think I mentioned in Gakwe two years 20 might be unrealistic but I think he wants somewhere in there Justin Houston is probably like a one-year $5 million. It's just how do you convince him to play for the Chicago Bears in one of his, his final NFL seasons? Because we really need him. <laughs> because you know Ryan Poles. You're, you're gonna, so this is going to be a part of the coolest story in the NFL this year, the emergence of the Bears offense, and you're going to dominate the defense, and we need you. Okay, he's not coming here, but I love Justin Houston in <laughs> Bears uniform. You have to overpay him is how you get him. You, hey, everyone's paying you five. We'll give you eight or whatever it would take. I will say this, that to a degree, and obviously his connections to both co are, you know, to a bunch of people on the staff. Um, he's with the Colts, I want to say, with, uh, with, with Flus as well. You certainly is. I've had this conversation the other day on, the, on the, the podcast with Robert Mays. Like, you can argue, okay, do we think Justin Houston in a vacuum, giving him a one-year, $8 million deal is beneficial or, or he's going to live up to that? You could argue no, although he's been really good the last two years. But if you want to tell yourself, all right, we're bringing in a championship caliber, high-level, elite athlete of the last decade who can be a mentor to young players, can show these guys how to how to have a career this long, you know, what to do in the offseason, all those things, there is value in that. Um, but, yeah, you have to sell him on, like, the mentor role uh, and not the chasing a ring role. Rings are overrated at that point in time. I mean, he's been around. Just, just it's legacy, legacy signing. You're gonna, you're gonna be able to sit there and tell Jack Sanborn when he gets his <laughs> goes into the Hall of Fame that you were a part of it. That's, that's what's up. All right, uh, what, who's next? Uh, let's go to our guy. We got Brett. We got Big Brett. Is it softball, Brett? This is not softball, not softball Brett, Brett. But Brett wants to know how much do the Bears still need to spend to hit cap floor, and who out there is best use of those funds? 
Good question. Yep. So right now it's around 35 to 40 million more in spending through the course of this entire season. I'm wrong, about 25 million uh, to, to get there. And so the extensions do fold into that. They probably could just hit that with Mooney and Komet. But, but let's say looking outside of that, I think the thing that we talk about edge rusher a bunch Maybe not a marquee trade, but I do think looking into, hey, which rosters have a bunch of edge rushers and maybe they don't want to pay them. I mentioned Bryce Huff from the Jets in an article, a very good player going into a restricted free agent season. After they sign, or they drafted Will McDonald in the first round, he might be the fifth edge rusher on the team, and he's just simply way too good to be a team's fifth edge rusher. Derek Barnett in Philadelphia, similar thing. They obviously add more talent there. Yes, the injuries have kind of derailed his career, but they absolutely love him in Philadelphia. They've kept him around for a reason yeah he hasn't lived up to his top 15 draft pick billing but i think he's a good football player i think you start to look in that area and say can we bring in a 25 to 27 year old so not a 30 year old free agent and can we maybe not extend him right away but maybe you do extend him right away i think that's the more maybe creative way to go about it but but extensions would get it done now you say they have all year to hit the cap floor what happens if a team doesn't hit their cap floor like how does that work so the, the, the amount they didn't hit it by gets just equally distributed over the entire roster. So I guess if you're on the team, you're like, yeah, you know, hit it or not. I'll, I'll take a little extra change. <laughs> that's awesome. Throw some that, our way, that's, too, you that's know. That's not necessarily a terrible <laughs> throw thing. Some, throw some to Bear Man. Bear Man does And Paul. It. And Brad. And you, Nick. What, who, <laughs> all right, who's, who's next? What do we got here? Uh, Adam. What's up, Adam Hoover? Thanks so much. Since the Bears still have so much cap space, what is holding them back from way overpaying for a defensive end at a huge one-year $20 million deal. <laughs> the way I'd see it is that money is a use-it-or-lose-it type deal. What am I missing? Thanks. Oh, I, I love this question and you know, the ability to address this. Like, it, it couldn't – I get why it seems that way, and you see this single-year static cap space number, or you see the cash spending, and you think that. But it really – it's all about protecting your, your future opportunity. Here's, a, I think, a good example of this offseason where the New York Jets, two, three offseasons ago, two offseasons ago last year and this year, were stingy as could be. They were negotiating pay cuts with players, Jamison Crowder and, and all these guys saying, you know, even chopping a deal from $6 million down to four. And you're sitting there and you're saying, this team has $60 million in cap space. They have no good players they need to pay. They have a bunch of first and second round picks. Like, why are they doing that? Because A, I think you establish a precedent and, and you, you, know, you, you make it clear how you operate. But then B, if an opportunity comes around to bring in Aaron Rodgers for $104 million over the next two years, they're, they're in a fine financial situation. I mean, you get Carl Lawson, you know, almost a bear. We, we, we almost had him there for a second um, you know, to, to, to take a pay cut. Like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But the big thing is that, no, that money, it matters. You can roll over unused cap room into the following year. Obviously, the owner, you know, is happy to save some cash. Maybe he'll spend more later. Like, it, it, it always matters. This is great. It's like when Michael Scott was explained how a surplus works with his lemonade stand. <laughs> and you're explaining this to me like I'm five, and I really appreciate it because I need it. We, we, we all do. Uh, I think we got one more. Is that yep, right? One more. one more. All right. All right. From Will, what cap tricks and nuances have smart teams like the Eagles use that can be mirrored as the Bears enter their part of their rebuild? I'm going to follow up on that with my own after. But what, what would you answer to Will? 
Yeah, so this is the thing, too, where it's the same kind of question, frankly, the same stem. So when you do hit, and let's say you have a good young quarterback, you have a bunch of good young players, then you can get aggressive. Then you can start doing, look, the Bears did it, the void years and the, and the pushing money out and a lot of the, the ways to enable yourself to spend more cash in the current year by manipulating the salary cap. But you don't want to do it when there's not really a need or an impetus to go ahead and do that. So I think that's the biggest one. I also think just always kind of they're in the market for everything right like every single trade or signing you'll hear how the eagles were you know sniffing around whether it's true or not but and i think polls is phenomenal at this like howie roseman is involved in every single conversation he has a better gauge of the market i think i think other gms know to call him to at least run something by him because you know maybe he'll be interested um it's really just like never ever overlooking an opportunity and a way that you can get better or a way that you can step back, right? Like getting a first round pick from the Saints because they wanted to make some crazy trade to go up and get Chris Olave. That was a year they thought they were going to be good. They made the Super Bowl, but they said, no, let's be patient because then we're going to get Jalen Carter the following year with a top 10 draft pick. It's like just everything you do has to be short term and long term when you look at it. That's why they get paid the big bucks. So. Uh, just so we all shout out Robert Mays and your appearance on the Athletic uh, Football Podcast. So I'm listening as well. And what was most interesting to me or what stood out, and maybe it's because you guys were speaking uh, at a very high level that I just, this one actually registered. <laughs> but you, the Patrick Mahomes got the most team-friendly half-a-billion-dollar deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, I did not know that. And so I'm like, oh, my, like, so I'm wondering, let's just say that Fields has the year that we all wanted to have. Let's say he does it again, back-to-back years, and the Bears are in a position where they're, they're going to have to pay big dollars and there's no way they're letting him go. What did the Chiefs do that the Bears would want to mirror? So what they were able to convince him of, and, and I will say, I think the fact that it happened like during the beginning of COVID probably adds an element that doesn't get, isn't going to exist, but essentially – his cash flow in the early years of his deal were so low, way below market rate, where Mahomes actually made $78 million in new money over the first two new years of his deal. Lamar Jackson's going to make $80 million in just the first year of his new deal, right? So, but what the reason why he said yes to that is because of the rolling guarantee structure where we're saying, you know what, your cash flows early on are going to be low, but you're protected so far out in advance that you're going to get this money. It's going to be there. Are you willing to concede and let us, and basically they said, we'll extend Travis Kelsey. We'll keep Chris Jones. We'll, we'll keep all these guys around. You'll still get that money, just not right away. Um, I think that is kind of the, the, the push and pull that they, they maneuvered with Patrick Mahomes. Man. So if you're in win now mode, push the money back. But if you're the Bears and you're still building, pay everyone right away. Well, but also just, again, going back to my earlier point about re- living in reality, he's getting $78 million in the, <laughs> in the – I mean, it's probably a livable wage. I, I, you know, but, but it is interesting. Like he's, there's some level of trust the athlete has to have that I'm not getting all the money right now. I'm going to get it down the line, and that's a level of – so Maturity. you want to give Justin Fields the Bobby Bonilla deal? Yes. Love Bobby Bonilla. 40-year, $1 million. It's, 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 it's actually kind of uh, at least relevant to – I mean, because somebody put in the chat earlier, most NFL – I think it was Matt Nagy who put in the chat that most NFL players go broke within three years. Like, this, the, getting yourself paid out like that is, is a – Trump carding, I guess, if that's not really the right phrase, but it's a, you're, you're betting against yourself's ability to, to handle your money. 
Don't give this to me right now. I'm going to go out and, and go to the casino and do everything else that I'm going to do with this dough. Let me have it down the line so at least I know that, you know, when, when I'm 58 years old, I'll be able to go to uh, Applebee's and have, a, you know, the twofer. And it's um, not the real Matt Nagy in our chat, Brad. And no, it's, no. it's a different Matt. You could have fooled me. Oh, he's been celebrating the Super Bowl. Still, he, tuned, so, he tunes uh, in. Yeah. No, I, I would say this. That that's the thing, though, is that actually if you're responsible with the money, you want as much cash as early as possible. Like that's what agents are pushing for because then you can invest it and obviously, you know, can make that money spent for you. But but yeah, that, that's kind of the way. Yeah. yeah the, the Bonilla deal, um, I think technically is good for the Mets, but we just we just make fun of it every year. <laughs> It's great. That's a, it's a good point though. You mm -hmm. if you're if you're if you're wise in how you invest it, give me all the dough, and and let me have it, and I will put it. I just give all, I just give all my money to my wife. She's much smarter with it. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good plan for you, but <laughs> perhaps not for other people. Um, Brad, we always appreciate you coming on, man. Yes. So, thanks so much. Great information yeah, as always. Yeah, yeah, when uh, when NFL Network hires you, don't forget about us now. Yeah. We we, we <laughs> all. We all know that you're going to the top. Chat loved you today, as per always. Thanks so much, Brad. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus. Become a subscriber over there in addition to being a diehard here. That was awesome. We all became a lot smarter from Brad just My joining hurts in. from the knowledge. Yeah, I'll have to re-listen re to this so then we soak in all that information. But, yeah, Brad is Brad is awesome. I actually had that thought, too. I'm like, I'm probably going to have to re-listen to this. Cause, cause <laughs> There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. I'm here, but, you know. That's a that's a whole other level. All right. Well, let me. Uh, I don't know if we're at a hundred likes yet, and if we're not, we're not. That's a problem. Then Adam Hogue is never returning to this show. <laughs> Final warning. <laughs> we threatened to take the bears away if they we'll never bring recommend. Ben. We'll never bring Brad <laughs> He'll back. Stay on his boat. Um, and and the show's going to end, and then we're all going to have to go back to school and earn a respected degree, which would be cool. And if we're going to do that, which wouldn't be cool, but it'd be, it'd be this would be the best option at that point. And hopefully that won't happen. We'll all just go get a respected degree at Lewis University, regardless of whether we get to hang out together. Me, you, and you. Uh, it's 35 miles southwest of Chicago. It's in Romeoville. It's ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Uh, Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts. And there's evening online blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. You want to go to some classes, do some at home. They got all that for you, which is awesome. Criminal justice, public safety, data science, computer science, which are these are eight-week sections that can be completed in one year. Concentrations in software engineering, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise and cloud computing. I think there's a couple of jobs out there for people that have expertise in this area. They also do the business analytics, finance, MBA project management. Um, so many options for you. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this lewis university is obviously awesome and you know you should definitely go check it out but you also got to check out foco you guys get fitted out in the best sports gear around they have hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads and literally everything in between and of course it's summertime it's baseball season you got to get your aloha shirts your straw hats your polos bags everything you need to be perfectly right for any baseball game that you go to. And if you're looking at the set right now, FOCO has actually donated a few of the awesome pieces you see here. So go show them some love. And you can do that by going to FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Good stuff, y'all.
All right. It was awesome with Brad. Did you see uh, what our guy Justin Fields was doing last night? No, I didn't. What was he doing? What was Fields doing? Uh, really? No. Are you guys I don't think so. I saw the Cubs did he, wait, come did he, back. Did he sign epic. up for threads? What, what, what did Justin Fields do? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that, that Greg Braggs, who was, uh, you know, sort of my hero, doesn't know what Fields was doing last night with, with a couple of his teammates. Sorry. Why don't you enlighten us? Was it on the was it on the gram? It's a long setup. Uh, yeah, now he's like he's like looking for. He's it looking at his as camera. opposed to like I made having the set. Oh, to I made a note God. about this. And he was at the Drake concert. Oh, okay. A little champagne poppy. He was hanging out with with Claypool. He was hanging out with a couple other bears. And they were nice. at the Drake concert around here. Yeah, Bulls rule knows this. He said Drake concert. Yes, yeah. uh, Gregory. I believe it was at the United Center. Oh, really? That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Drake. Justin Fields, yeah. Eddie Jackson, Chase Claypool, several players attended the Drake concert last night at the UC. And they were in the same suite. Cool. It's our friend Shy Sports Updates. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't. Okay, what? Hey. He didn't actually know that. <laughs> Someone else said that. And then that. I oh, didn't come give on. him Nolan. Maybe he. No. Yeah. That's, where I, that's where I got it. That's maybe. where I well, got I'm it. Well, follow that guy. <laughs> because he sucks. Yeah, but maybe that time he didn't share I it. Didn't, maybe that I, was just something he it, saw and no, reported. It's, it. it's, it's, it's aggregation annoyance. Uh, no. I, I, I hear you, and that's where I got it. So I, get, I feel guilty if I don't give him a little bit of props. Even though he once. Even though he's stolen stole some of my content. You, and then I, I yelled it. at him on your behalf, and I didn't even know who you were. Yeah. That's Little did you know that that same person was going to become your the best point, friend. Forget about that. I don't care about any about that. <laughs> he went to the Drake concert. He was at, over the weekend, he was at NASCAR. He was practicing. Then he got up there and said, start your damn ass engines. He's been to Paris. He's, he's, he's uh, high school football field practicing Maine, with Mooney Maine and Command. Pre- right. Dude does it all. Like, how does he, in his schedule... I, what does Justin Fields' schedule look like, you guys? I mean, if you're naming all those things that he just did, like, there's no free time in between for literally anything else. I, right. How does he do it? It's you like, gotta be it's QB1. Eludes, it's like would-be game. It would-be tacklers. Exactly. Hassan Reddick. Same thing. Not today. Just shake you right off. Let's get it going. I don't know. I think it's been, an, it's been, a, it's been a wonderful offseason for QB1. From, yes. From watching him from a distance. Sighted. To see him up close at training camp. Speaking of training camp, the Bears released uh, the training camp tickets yes. today. Anybody Very in the stressful. chat? Yes. If, Greg, you you try to get tickets. Yeah, How did I'm, that I'm actually a little teaser for everybody here. I'm going to put out an article of my training camp tips uh, as you guys go to Hallis Hall. Tickets were released at 10 a.m. and they're all all nine open practices are sold out now. Um, sometimes I'll get my hands on tickets from different people, so maybe we'll do some ticket giveaways as they come in, so stay tuned for that. But, um, yeah, it was stressful because these guys are all credentialed, as they should be, hardworking professionals. You're not going to put crazy Greg in Hallis Hall disrupting people trying to do their work. But I had to get tickets just like the rest of you. I parked in a parking lot on the way here and went through the waiting room and Ticketmaster. Their app is actually – 
over the last couple of years has become much more organized on mm-hmm. how to get the tickets. It's just not like Bourbonnet where it was a free-for-all. Anybody could come, ten to 15,000 fans, and yeah. now there's a limited capacity each day. Um, so, you know, sorry for, all the, for anyone that wasn't able to get tickets, but I did get my hands on a few. My guy Gary Ross is going to three days. Yep. He just sent me my, his direct message to me was he just said three dates. I'm like, does this mean you're going to Bears training camp? That means you got to be there too. That's what oh, I'm going to be there, baby. Yeah. But listen, listen to me over there. I'll downgrade you every now and then. Nick would never do that because he's a class act. Enough with you saying you don't belong. You covered. You went to the combine. You had you Purdue, were a major force Purdue, there. You I'm asked the question. I don't. I'm enough with the downplaying yourself. I'm not going to have it. Whatever. I like being in the stands more anyway. So I now prefer you can say it that. out there. Go ahead. I prefer it out. Go there. ahead. So do I. So I'll be with the people, uh, but I'll try to make it to every practice. Yeah. I have my ways, which I can't share all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there's got to be a way into that place. There's yeah. always a way where there's a will. There's you go, a way. You go through the trees. Most people have to work. You go you through know, the trees. So is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, the Amtrak. Jump off the Amtrak. That'd be uh, one way to do it. Bro. There's a will. And, and for those of you that weren't able to get training camp tickets or won't be able to, you know, through different routes, Family Fest this year is actually on a Sunday. Uh, in the last few years, they've been putting it on a random Tuesday or Thursday morning where people can't bring their families this year. Uh, they were nice enough to put it on a weekend where it makes it um, nicer for families to bring in. And I highly recommend anyone to do it. It's the exact same practice you would see at Hallis Hall or Bourbonnet for training camp. Mm-hmm. And there's a really good opportunity for interactive stuff for your little ones. Or if you're a little older and you're you know trying to get an autograph or whatever, when you're at Soldier Field after practice is over, they all kind of go different ways you know towards the stands and and you'll have an opportunity to meet a player and stuff like that there's it's a lot of fun so anybody that is able to i highly recommend you go to family fest and i'll be there and you can come say hi i got tickets right by the tunnel and just because you're highlighting fun events i just want to shout out and i know that the white Sox are not having a good season and i know they're probably going to sell off but there are so many split double headers right now where major league baseball just tries to get Give the fans nothing. Come at 12 for this game that you weren't playing on coming for. And then you got to get out of here at 3, and there's another game two mm. hours later, and, we're, and that's a separate ticket. And, yeah, the, let, let's like, let, and let, we're still going to charge you, of course, the same amount that we charge you everything for concessions. The White Sox today, one ticket, straight doubleheader, that's 4 awesome. o'clock, walk in. You can stay for seven hours if you want to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. The old school doubleheader. Old school doubleheader. Yep. I appreciate it. And when you go over there, wear some Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Game starts at 4. You're going to need your Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather with the premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is the independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. Uh, They also offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of glasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements. You lose one, you break one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear those Shady Rays with confidence because they've got your back long after you purchase. Also, uh, by the way, if you don't like them, you can exchange them for a new pair or you can just return them for free. So there's a no-risk buy here within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Shady Rays has got your back. So for you, our CHGO listener, best deal of the season, 
Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 amazing Shady Rays people. That's right. And make sure everyone is becoming a diehard. Now is the best time to become a diehard. A lot of really cool stuff coming out. The Blackhawks, you know, getting Connor Bedard just put out two shirts. You become mm-hmm. a diehard, you can get one of those for free, you know, right off the bat. I picked up one of my Connor Bedard shirts the other day. Adam Hogue always does his newsletters that are specifically for diehards only, exclusive access, and he'll be putting those out as the season goes along. And of course, what we announced earlier today, the CHGO kickoff classic at legendary golf course cog hill uh you know we're all gonna be there and we hope to see you there if you become a diehard you get discounts on events like this our tailgates uh coming up for uh chicago bears football here you get a discount on that uh there's just so many advantages you know from a coverage standpoint and a merchandise or event live event standpoint that it pays for itself uh pretty much as soon as you you know, register to become one. So I highly recommend it. This is a great time to, to jump on board. August 25th, by the way, is the golf tournament. If you were somehow missing that, August 25th at Cog Hill. Course number two, 18 holes of the cart, exclusive pins and aces tee. Uh, you get that for everybody who's coming out to play. Limited edition pins and aces. Yeah, well, it's it's there to purchase. It's there for purchase. You don't. It doesn't come with the deal. Uh, right. I got you. It's okay. beautiful, though. Look at it. There it is. It's, on the oh, yeah. it's an awesome, that it's an awesome look. Well, and, that, and that's the other aspect when it comes to our, being a diehard, and Gary said in the chat, we have a Discord chat where that's exclusive to just diehard members. So, like, all this, you know, talk about where you're going to go for Twitter, everybody's going to threads and things like that. We're in, diehard, <laughs> we're in Discord talking Chicago sports every day. We have different, you know um, – you know, different, you know, you can go for Channels. a Bulls Discord, yeah. different mm-hmm. chat groups, uh, Bears Discord. They're always heating it up every day. Gary's always putting all the, the latest information in there. So shout out to Gary Ross, one of our most loyal diehards. Got to give him a proper shout out. But there's just a lot of advantages. We have a tailgate for the White Sox and Cubs coming up. I could go all day talking about the perks and advantages. We have Crosstown, yes. baby. Crosstown mm-hmm. tailgates for Cubs and Sox. That's awesome. One here coming up. Um, you know, we got the we got the the, the, the Crosstown Series takeover July 26th. Uh, that one's going to be at U- Comiskey U.S. Cellular, aka the Joan Guaranteed Rate. I call it Comiskey. And then August 16th back at Wrigley for Cubs Sox. Both of them, we're going to have a meetup at a pub before the game, and we're going to go in. Again, you can get a discount to this event if you become a diehard. If you don't, you can still get tickets to these events. So uh, we're trying to do it up for the people. Have some fun in the sun. One thing I'll say is just shady rays. Yeah, one thing to that. say about Discord, you guys. Oh whenever whenever I'm on my laptop, I always have uh, the volume on, and I'm always hearing like this, do do and those are just all these messages coming from our Discord. And I always just jump in and see everyone just interacting with each other. It's, it's an awesome community that, yeah. you know, just the people that have joined have built really themselves from interacting with each other and commenting. And, you know, that's, that's what makes it a really cool place to be. So whether or not Twitter's here in maybe a year now or Threads is thriving, the Discord's always going to be there. So it's really cool to see that. And it's all because of you people that have joined and have made it the place that it is today. I love the Discord. And I love you guys. 
You too, Lawrence. Did you guys hear uh-huh. on After Dark last night that if Justin Fields throws for 4,000 yards, Carm's going to shave his head? 4,000, that's Wow, okay. I said for 4,000. Why are you saying it like that? Sounds like sounds like easy business to me. Oh, we got okay. guys throwing for like 5,000 yards now. 4,000, a walk in the park. I, it's fitting to be a breeze. I will gladly do it and donate these fine locks to... Um, you can't donate to anyone with that amount of hair. It's not long enough. Wow. But we can raise money like, no, you need like for the shaving inches event. before they take anything. Uh, yeah, they're I not going to want your gray hair. If, if he goes for 400 <laughs> on week one against the Packers, I won't cut the hair all season long. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to have to start You can't now. donate the locks because <clears throat> nobody wants your gray hair. But you can raise money to do the shaving, the event. And there we go. raise money yeah, for oh, a good, you know what I mean? Like, well, we could hype it up like that. Yeah. But no, nobody wants that old man hair. Wow. Look at that, your boy Boogie Carm. I bet my buddy if Justin Justin doesn't throw for at least 3,500, I'd shave my head. Everybody's shaving yeah, their head. Yeah, boy Boogie putting his money Everybody's where his getting hair on is. board. Let's go, Nick. Shave that beautiful hair off. Oh, got man. The, you and Zach Pearson got the best hair. Maybe Hoag's vying for that spot. Some of the best hair on the media trail. Shave it off, Nick. What are the odds? Buzz kind of Any of you know what the what Joseph's talking about here? Joseph says if he throws for forty five hundred, will will Carm do the prodigy fire starter haircut? <laughs> I don't know, I what, don't that know is. what that is. I, I but come on, you dorks! Can I look this up? We don't know what it is. What is it? That was a song in the nineties that was uh, very aggressive, very uh, <laughs> loud. Very aggressive. And the dude Very had uh, basically like a basically a mohawk type thing, or maybe it might have been a double. I'm not sure. It's a long time ago. Oh, I mean, I don't. So, sounds to me. What is going on there? Do you see the Let hairs see. on the sides? That's aggressive. The, <laughs> the fire starter. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah. That's not happening. Oh, that. Yeah, um, I don't know about that. One. <laughs> I'm way too important a person to do something like that. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so I think it's time to end the show. Which you know, since we had show. Good yeah. show. I think it's thanks Thank to Brad, Brad since we, you know, had all the field stuff there. He, kill, the, he kills it. 4,000 yards. QB1, my QB1. Oh Hallelujah. Are you trying to make me just end the show? That's, yeah. That was the goal, I mean, yes. But uh, Nick and Will are back tomorrow. Uh, Hogue's on vacation for the rest of the month, so <laughs> I'll be back Monday with these Amazing two individuals. Huge guests coming on next week as well. Big stuff coming for you as uh, we the countdown to training camp is on. Great to see everybody. Chad, you were awesome today as forever. And Bulls rule. We will end the show. 200 likes or hoax. Never coming back. You be one.